Hello and welcome to episode 660 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Thursday, March 21st. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I am joined by Justin Mason. Justin, we have real baseball on the books. How's it going? Nothing else matters. Like, spring training is over as far as I'm Stupid. concerned. Like, yep. I, I can't watch two regular season games and then care about spring training for the next, what, week? Correct. This is, like, this is ridiculous. No way. no way. So I'm going to have to occupy my time with Beat Paul Spore Part 2 tonight. Come watch it on Twitch. I'll be out there going through the draft. Um, MLB The Show out Monday. Uh, I watched like maybe two games, and they're both of the Texas Longhorns who are not even in the tournament, but I will watch some tournament. No matter how little I pay attention, the Thursday, Friday opening weekend of the tournament is still one of the best sporting events there is. So I'll be watching some of that. I picked Houston to win. I don't know. I, I got Houston going to the finals. Let's go. Let's go. I, I, I don't it, know anything about Yeah, me neither. It, I don't know how we're doing. I, I, I We watched, I think, Houston like run up the score at Tout Wars. <laughs> and I was like, That's all right, the they looked good. So well, I'm like, why not? Apparently, from the little research I did, they're big shooting team. And obviously, you can go cold and be out you know, in no time. But if you run hot for a couple weeks, boom, all of a sudden, go Cougs, baby. Hashtag go Cougs. Um, and then the main event they're next Thursday. They're not the Oilers? No, they're not the Oilers. No, they should have been the Oilers. You messed up. You messed up thinking they were the Oilers. Uh, yeah, so I'll have some things to occupy my time, but I cannot freaking wait. Out of the Park Baseball comes out tomorrow. Out of the Park 20. So, you know, we're going to find ways to occupy the time. I've got nothing I, to occupy my time. I'm all done. 22 drafts, uh, and I'm uh, 22 leagues this year. I'm done. I, technically 23 leagues. Uh, but I have no drafts left. Dang. I have, I like, got my, nothing. I, to I, I do, man. I've got a lot of excitement coming up. Like I said, B-Paul Sport tonight, Austin or uh, Houston auction on Sunday uh, that I'm driving o- over to. And then main event on Thursday. Let's go, baby. Yeah. I got I got three biggies left. I, I have my tenth uh, wedding anniversary today. So uh, congratulations! Ha- happy wedding awesome. anniversary to my dear wife Danielle, who, who is surely not going to listen to this. But um, she's but awesome. I'm sure people like tweet at her because Jen will listen and tell her. Yes, yes. Because Jen's always waiting, wants to listen to a part to see if she was mentioned. Mm. Yeah. So no, let's it's... not talk about her and move on. Uh, <laughs> we ha- we're doing a news episode today. Don't have a central theme because uh, you know lots to talk about here. Things are so shuffling. Much news. Lots of interesting stuff to talk about. Some good, some negative. We're not going to talk about like Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Mike Trout getting their money. That's great. They secured the bag. I'm happy for them. It's not fantasy relevant though. The only one, the only thing that there would be Arenado's not going anywhere. I, I here's the only other thing. It, this is a domino effect. So as you see all these big name signed, we're going to talk about other guys who signed, and I think we're going to start seeing a lot of these top tier prospects sign, which means yeah. they could come up. So like if uh, Fernando sure. Tatis Jr. signed a deal, maybe he could come up earlier than uh, expected, or uh, you know, a Vlad. If Vlad signs, maybe he. Well, he's injured, so probably not. But uh, I just okay. think that this is. I think. All these players are petrified of what the next uh, CBA is going to bring, and they're mm-hmm. trying to get their money now before some sort of potential cap gets Here placed. Yep. So get that money. Yeah, to- get, totally makes get sense. Get paid. Um. So yeah, we're going to talk about some of those. Some of those are very interesting and and absolutely fantasy relevant. But uh, let's start on the negative side, unfortunately, here and talk about Jesus Lazardo. Oakland A's pitcher is going to be out four to six weeks with a left shoulder strain. 
this is a bummer because it was certainly looking like he was going to be called up relatively early into the season. Probably not make it out of spring training necessarily, but not take that long to get called up and become a key piece for them. This is two years in a row now where their big minor league arm that could really come up and be a big uh, contributor uh, goes down early. Now, this is not Tommy John the way A.J. Puck suffered last year, but this is a big bummer. And uh, I, I think in 10 and 12 team leagues, uh, without a DL, or even with a DL, you might just cut Jesus Lazardo. I don't know that you necessarily hang on to him in a 10-teamer. I, but I guess right now, since if you don't have any other injured guys, you can just because why? Why not? Uh, or you know why you don't have to? But once push comes to shove, he might be on the outside looking in. What are you doing with Jesus Lazardo in say a 15-team NFBC style? where all you have is the seven reserves. <laughs> I'm kind of, as you're talking, I'm looking up my NFBC one uh, teams and just like checking to see if I, I accidentally, or I, uh, if you have, if I have that's TGFBI him. too. Yeah. You know? I don't think I have him TGFBI. I do think I have him. Uh, oh, I guess I don't have him in the online championship. Whew. That was, that was my big fear. Oh. Cause I know I don't have him in the main event. Uh, I know I don't have him in TGFBI, so I must have him in uh, a draft and hold, which is probably like the worst possible place to have him because you can't drop him. Yeah, you just have to. You yeah. just have to eat it. I think if, in a twelve-team league, you you got to drop him. It's right. Just, uh, unless you have again, DL if you have a DL, slots, obviously just put him yeah. there for now. Well, but, but here's the thing: will he be on the DL technically? Because that's a good point. He's he not get demoted, yeah. so. He's going to be on the minor league DL, which usually doesn't count because uh, I think they would have to still count like service time and stuff on this. No, you're right. You're right. So and he so, is a cut. I think he's a cut in just about every, every league format unless you've got like a really deep bench or uh, you have you know a 15-team league where uh, obviously AL only you're keeping him. You're not you're – not, you're not, Ditching him in AL. That's probably yeah. where I have it, <laughs> knowing my luck. Um, so you're just going to hold on, you know, the best you can uh, because the upside is too great. But, I mean, we've seen injuries like this hit the much longer end than the, the, the projected. You know, I mean, Jimmy Nelson, this is, you know, what Jimmy Nelson was coming back from last year. We never saw him. Exactly. So, and so you never know, too. The four to six is, weeks is just the timetable. This is, I mean, this is just eerily similar to what happened to AJ Puck last year. Obviously, it was a different injury, but we were all excited about AJ Puck at this six. time last year. I thought we'd see him in three weeks, and then all of a sudden, it's Tommy John, uh, and then we haven't seen him. So, uh, I'm 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 definitely bummed. I have two shares. I don't know where they are because I have 22 teams, but. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, had my uh, my list of how many shares of each player Your portfolio. I had. Yeah, it's because, like I call uh, it the portfolio. Yeah, I do my full disclosure article, which is yeah, your my version of your portfolio article every year. So, uh, you know, thank God it's not Jeff Samarja. Oh my goodness! You want to reveal how many shares you've I got have there? Fifteen shares of Jeff Samarja this year, which is insane. Uh, Twenty-two leagues and fifteen shares. So. Uh, I don't hate it because the price is just not that high. It, it, and it's like he gets hurt. Well, I'll drop him in 15 leagues. It really all exactly. it, it's going to cost me is a little carpal tunnel. <laughs> that many clicks, you know. That's true. That's true. And, you know, we've been hyping him for, for a good bit as as an interesting late pick. 
we're not that far removed from Jeff Samarja being a quality fantasy he asset. So 200 plus innings in six consecutive seasons coming into last year. I mean, hmm. this is a guy that, while while he wasn't always necessarily great quality, you were going to get a ton of innings, and like he's just an inning eater at the back end of your rotation. And that's all he has to do with a ton of upside to more. I mean, I had him as a top 25 pitcher going into last year. Now, I, I don't say that to like brag because it didn't work out well, uh, but I say that as like that's the upside. And how many yeah, guys. Yeah, that's where we were. Uh, you know. Yeah, how many guys have that kind of upside going as late as he's going? Yeah, so Jeff Samarja, like I totally get why you have so many shares. I've got some shares as well. I'm eager to uh, do my portfolio, but obviously I'm not going to do it until. Uh, you know, I go through those drafts, including tonight. So I'm very excited about that. Let's go on here into some quality news. So we're going to kind of go back and forth, you know, good, bad. That way we don't get too upset or too hyped. We kind of stay even keeled. Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and Corbin Burns are going to make the opening day rotation. Now, part of that does include a little bit of negative news, which we kind of already knew was that Jimmy Nelson wasn't going to make it. But like I said, that was already kind of assumed that he was probably going to start the season on the IL, which is okay. I've been drafting him, understanding that I wasn't going to get a, you know, 180 yeah, I only, inning I only season. only 10 shares with Jimmy Nelson. Oh, only 10 shares. Yeah, exactly. But there's nothing new with mm-hmm. Jimmy Nelson. So I don't, you know, I don't think that we have to be panicked there. But I love that they, they didn't just lean on veterans and say, well, they're the veterans. We're going to start them. They went with their best here. And I love that Woodruff, Peralta and Burns are all getting opportunity. For the winter, I was saying, you know, I love Woodruff, but choose whoever wins, Woodruff or Burns, and just, you know, whichever one wins the fifth, go for it. I wasn't even considering Peralta because I just didn't think that they were going to give him a real shake. So credit to Milwaukee. And I've been saying, you know, uh, sorry, I didn't mean a phrase like that, like, oh, I'm I'm all-knowing. But one of the things (laughs) I've been interested in is that the Milwaukee rotation could be a strength this year. And when they're coming out with these three already in the rotation, obviously you need a lot to go right with youngsters, but they could really be onto something where turning from a weakness to a strength this year, I could totally see it. And if they perform, if the youngsters perform and Shasin continues to do his thing, Zach Davies' clock could be ticking for when Nelson gets back. Yeah. Uh, and well, I mean, one of these guys could, when Nelson comes back, move into the closer role. Because we've got another issue popping up that we'll talk about here in a little bit with with their bullpens. So uh, I like Corbin Burns and Woodruff as season-long plays. But, man, if you're in best ball, Freddie Peralta is awesome. Right? Because you can really maximize. those good starts and none of the bad starts. He's, he's just so weird mechanically that I don't know that he's ever going to be able to put it together. He just... I, I mean, I think he's like Jonathan Sanchez-esque in oh, terms man. of like a guy who can go out and throw no hitter and then, name. you know, the next night walk seven guys and give up four home a, runs. And uh, so what a pull there with the name. Yeah. I mean, uh, Freddie Peralta last year, 30 percent strikeout rate, 13 percent walk rate. So that's that's what you're and, getting at yeah. there. The fastball only sits 91 on the, on the gun, but the deception oh, it's and, so and mechanics – it's it so jumps crazy on you, man. How he was able to kind of hide that ball, and I mean, I don't know how he's going to stay healthy long term with those mechanics, uh, and I don't know that he will. Uh, but when he's on, he is unhittable. The problem became oh, that's thing. yeah. The problem became as people laid off. Sometimes he couldn't hit the zone, 
Exactly. Uh, which is a huge issue. So that's why, like, best ball for me is where I want Freddie Peralta. Regular season long is where I want uh, Burns and uh, Woodruff. Especially Burns. I, would... I, I know you're higher on Woodruff, but I think Burns has got the the longer uh, leash in terms of staying in the rotation. Well, I think you're stupid, so <laughs> we, all, we all have opinions, don't we? No, like, like I said, I, I came around to just pick whichever wins, and both are there. I, I'll take shares of either. I really will. I, I have shares of both already. I have more Woodruff shares, but I think I got one Burns in a 50-round draft in hold, so um, and, I mean, I'm intrigued. Neither are going to cost very much, even with the news that they've made the rotation. Agreed. I don't think like they, they may their price may jump up around, but I don't think – uh, that a- any of these guys are going to break the bank if you've got a draft that hasn't happened yet. So He's, I think so the the loser here, mm-hmm. I don't mean to phrase it like that and not calling him a loser, but the guy who lost out here, we're talking super deep league here where he would even be relevant. But given that you're a little suspect on Peralta's mechanics and, and his being able to maintain and neither Peralta or neither uh, Woodruff nor Burns is a guarantee do you maybe speculate on a Chase Anderson for a buck in an NLOP on the notion that maybe he gets back in, you know, gets 130 innings of, of you know, passable work? He had a 393-119 last year. That's not – the whip is really nice, and the ERA is not bad in an NL only. That, we're only talking were NL just, only Yeah, the here. skills they were, were bad. just atrocious. I, the homers came back. I picked him up like two days ago <laughs> in an hey. NL only just uh, – just to kind of replace the guy I knew who was going on my DL and stuff. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm going to even hold on to him considering he's lost the role, but I think he could do worse. Yeah. And, and, and NL only. I don't I mean, know. He, he's NL probably only. first man up until Nelson's, uh, Nelson's healthy. Maybe the it, it's a real uh, specific scenario. Let's say that you've drafted some risky starting pitching in your auction uh, or you know in your draft or you're in an auction. You've got some real risk up front, some high upside, but some risk with your starters. You maybe take him, take Chase Anderson at the back end to plug in as a dollar or one of your last picks just because he could become a starter as opposed to say that flashy middle reliever that you're that you're excited about this year like I, I i was propping up the other day adam conley as somebody i really like lefty out out in miami who i think could become this year's kind of uh josh Hader, andrew miller ryan presley type he's he added five miles per hour to his fastball last year he's got a slider and change ups he's got three pitches i'm intrigued by him but instead of maybe going for that flash of just 60 70 innings of reliever you go with a chase anderson because you are sketchy up front with your rotation so it's a real fringe thing but i just wanted to bring him up because he is the the de facto uh guy who loses out right now in, in there that's well, chase and anderson I mean, they're a team that toyed around with the uh opener too so like if he becomes you know sometimes what if that, Peralta goes three innings and yeah. they pass it off to Anderson for three more now he's a win factory because they're a good mm-hmm. ball club that could be kind of interesting too for head to head especially yeah. with starts counts so yeah I think I just would monitor. I think I would uh, grab him for a dollar in NL only or or pick him up off the waiver wire and just kind of play it by ear for the next yeah. 
couple weeks and see how they're going to – Just see what's what with Chase Anderson. And if he gets cut in your NL only and you guys have reserves, that's where I would really get – my only NL only that I have – that's a weird phrase. But the only NL league that I play, um, we don't have reserves. So you have to be playing all the guys that you have so you can't make an interesting stash like that. Yeah, I used to play in a league like that. It was – uh, fun, but tough. also super frustrating at times. Yeah, it can be real challenging, and you can't get, do any of your fun specs. But uh, let's stay in the NL Central and head back into the negative news. Uh, I'm not super worried about this, but we do have to talk about you, Darvish, with a blister. This could just be, you know, got to get that get the callus going. He obviously missed a lot of time last year, and, and once it heals and and is at that steady level where it needs to be, where it's not going to pop open every start, we'll be fine. But right now. It's a little bit of an issue for Darvish. I think he played catch the other day. Are you moving him down your draft board at all? Where, where are you on Darvish? I can't recall. Are you positive on him this year? Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of meh on him. Kind of neutral? Okay. I, I still – well, I, I love the skills. Uh, I I mean, how many innings are we going to get from Darvish? Especially now with this – 170. Really? You think we'll get 170? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 think, uh, I think you're a little bit – Higher on the innings total. Oh, yeah, no, that, that that definitely seems logical. Three ten. Am I supposed to keep going he, up? He only threw, Am I doing this he right? only threw forty six innings last so year. So he has a lot left in the tank. He does. Uh, uh, that's how I'm spending. The, the skills are amazing, <laughs> uh, and I I do believe in the talent. I just I do worry about the health. Uh, you know, he's thirty two years old. He's had a plethora of injuries over mm-hmm. the course of his career. So, uh, and he's coming off obviously an injury riddled worst season of his career. So. I I don't know that I actually have any shares of Darvish this year. Just so many guys going in the same area as him that I prefer. Uh, yeah. I wish I'd got him in Tout Wars because he went super cheap. Uh, he went for ten bucks like, the right after I spent ten dollars on Stripling and didn't have any more money for pitching. Really pitching, yeah, that y'all did. And I like Stripling, of course. I, I have no problem with that. No, but, but I mean, I'll take a ten dollar Darvish prices. over a ten dollar Stripling any day. Exactly, and any day just, of the week. The order that came out in the auction, it had yep. Darvish come out before Stripling. I would have gone eleven on Darvish and and just skipped and out. Maybe on, not for Stripling. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So he's scheduled to start on Sunday for Darvish. So yeah, if he makes that, news. then I wouldn't even worry at all. Take advantage uh, not, of the dip because I'm sure yes. he fell down some draft boards. That exactly. That's what I was going to say to cap that off with Darvish. Is if he does move down, just sign me up with a better discount because I'm I'm getting my Darvish shares without a doubt. Speaking all of right, a lack so, of discount, this is the craziest thing ever because I didn't know that this is what I wonder if maybe Miguel Andahar should practice signing things to improve <laughs> his defense because there's a direct correlation to writing on paper and having your defense improve. So if Gary Sanchez. Just, you know, writes a bunch of shit. He can start blocking everything. And if Miguel Andar, if they just do writing courses every day before they go to the field, their defense will be off the charts. Did you see because he destroyed apparently... someone's windshield at a minor league spring training yes. game? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and absolutely. So who I'm talking about is, of course, Eloy Jimenez, who was going to go down for the customary two weeks because he had to work on his defense, which we all know is bullshit. You know, just don't lie. You know, just don't lie. Yeah, but even they if you can't just say something say general, that. okay, then just say. I know you can't say for manipulation. Just say to get a little bit more AAA seasoning. Do not make up something like yeah. that. Like just say, you know, I don't know. It's got to be something better than just blatantly lying. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he was yeah, slated they to go just down. Be like we want to see him walk a little bit more. He's only got a six percent walk rate in AAA. Yeah, 
and then maybe he takes a couple walks in spring. You know, we really Either saw his way, eye develop. He's here and now. he signed a contract. But anyway, he signs a deal. He's good to go. His price was – no, I didn't think it was unfair, but now it could be. Now now he could shoot up through the roof because I felt like even I though I have some – I think it's going to be unfair though. Like I think he should shoot through the roof. Well, I had some Vlad shares, so I was uncomfortable paying that top end. But Eloy, I thought, was kind of the uh, rookie bargain of the draft. He was going. He went one thirty-seven in the main events this past weekend. Where do you think he goes this week? Top on average, seventy-five. Woo! And okay, I, it's going to jump. And I'm there for that. Like I, this is, this is. I mean, he is pretty much the same as Vlad, and Vlad was going in the top like fifty. All so. right. In honor of Eno, we got to play a little either or. Mm-hmm. I can't do a little made-up song that he would oh, do. Oh no, no I still, I still have time. that. Oh my god! I, I'll, I'll, I'll enter it. Let me, let me mark down the time so I can catch that noise in because yes. it's fantastic. All right. So, in honor of Eno, would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Will your boyfriend Will Myers or Eloy Jimenez? Eloy. <sighs> Michael Conforto or Eloy Jimenez? Eloy. The other rookie standout, you're getting a little bit of a different profile, so I understand that. But let's just say you could use either the speed or the power. Victor Robles or Eloy Jimenez? Victor Robles. Okay. It's that speed component, the speed, isn't Yeah, speed's it? too valuable. And team construct. I mean, yeah, Robles is going to hit towards the top of a really, really great team. One more. Bathwater baby, George Springer or Eloy Jimenez? <laughs> I'm going to – oh, this is hard. I know. I'm, I'm super down on Springer this year. And I know you are. I still don't think I can take Eloy over Springer. Not yeah. not leading off for the Astros. It's just he's just. And what do you make of the little uh, the little? I'm gonna running. run more. Well, and he and he, then he did it. And again, that's that's one of the stats that the folks who have studied spring training stats in recent years have found that that's actually one of the things that's valuable is is stolen base attempts. You don't even have to be successful. If you're out attempting steals, it's been found to be a, a positive correlator for the season. And uh, let me – I'm pulling up Springer right now. Uh, I think he I, was, I'm doing it right now too. Um, he's three for four. So he ran four times already in spring. Oh, so I mean, you already said you're going to pick Springer, but like, does this jump your excitement up a little bit? Because it, it's working for me. I've already bumped him up four spots on my outfield list because I wasn't get. I was kind of with you. Just we just were kind of cool on him, or maybe you were out outright. I was him, but pretty I was like, much out because I think we're still paying in some regards for what he did in the minor leagues. Well, okay, I think we're paying. I, the comp I've made is is present day. Adam Jones slash Hunter Pence, the accumulator, right? The the guy who you just bet on, you're going to get your 600 that. plus plate appearance. No, this is worth it. I mean, this isn't Adam, where Hunter Pence and, and maybe yes. Adam Jones was. Adam Jones for sure. Adam Jones like was a prime second, Hunter third Pence rounder. was not a second rounder. Neither is George Springer. He wasn't a third rounder either. I don't. At least I don't think he was. I mean, maybe. I think maybe. Pence was. I think. I think Peak Pence was was firmly a third, fourth rounder, and Springer. But, it, but here, like a, here's the thing: like those guys, they played 162 games. Well, and okay, like it's a different game though. Pen, so Pence was relative, play, like Pence before he had that decline, played in 
um, bringing it up right now. Hundred eight, eight billion games in a row. He played no, I, at I, least one hundred fifty-four games for six consecutive seasons, and then it just he broke down physically. I got you, but Let's, in today's game, six hundred and twenty plate appearances, you can be an accumulator with that kind of because no one plays one sixty-two. Three, three, four guys do it yeah, a year. He hasn't played more than one forty the last two years. Now, but he's getting six hundred twenty. Yeah, that's I why I, the games don't matter as much. When you're batting leadoff in a prime I offense, get that. I get that. I still think don't worry about the comp. Anyway, okay, so if if the he's going to run more, if we really believe he's going to run more, and he could go from being like a twenty-five-five guy to uh, a twenty-five, 25 yeah, twelve guy, and with the obvious upside for more because we've seen him hit. 34 home runs just a season mm-hmm. ago. So, uh, man, that's – I mean, obviously I'm still I'm, – I'm definitely taking him over Eloy. Yeah. But I think yeah, maybe now he's worth combo. his ADP. Okay. I don't know that I'm bumping him up much farther than that, though. Sure. Well, I had him way down. So now, yeah, I'm with you. I'm more inclined to take George Springer at the cost that he has. One of the things I, I really like to push back on because it, it drives me nuts that – too often, it's like once you go past age 25, so many fantasy players don't think you have any upside anymore. The idea that George Springer doesn't have upside is so flawed and wrong. Mm-hmm. He absolutely has upside, particularly on the line from last year, which was you know 22 and six with a 265. But I mean, even if you look at some of his best seasons, he could still have at age 29. If George Springer had his career year. It wouldn't be surprising. Now, I'm not saying that you project that and that's what you draft inherently with George Springer. But the idea that he lacks upside and you have to just automatically go for the younger players around him is a flawed thinking, and I don't agree with it. So I'm kind of intrigued by it. Let's do some would-you-rathers real quick since we're talking. I mean, he's got pretty much an identical ADP to Tommy Pham. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We really are challenging each other with these today, huh? I'm still going to go Fam because I believe his speed is more locked. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Kane. Springer. Wow, really? Yeah. I'll take yeah. the 300 average and the this, this speed with Kane. David Dahl? Yeah, I, that I'm one Springer is there. exceedingly tough. I am leaning Springer, though, because we're still betting on the come with Dahl. And he hasn't done this. The and I do have. With Dahl is exactly. Just... I have Springer and Fam, uh, and now Robles ahead of Dahl. I've, he, I've moved Dahl down a bit from earlier. He, here's the fun one: Springer, Yasiel Puig. Come on, dude. <laughs> it's Puig for you, right? No, I have to take Puig. I love Yasiel. I'm taking like it, like I know this isn't on the sheet and stuff, and it's a tangent we don't necessarily need to take. But the Puig like love, bro. It no, is. It, it is a worthy tangent because we used to kind of be on the island. Uh, yeah, of, of I know. Puig, like, uh, I've been priced. I have no shares of Yasiel Puig unless I don't really uh, either. Uh, unless I've got a dynasty share left somewhere or a keeper league share left somewhere, I have no share. Like I've been priced out because the it's it's insane. Where where'd all these people come from? Where'd all these rats come from? It's the same people sudden... going. Oh, he's not a team player. Yeah. All of a sudden, now you're in. Get out of here. You can't join our club. Oh, man. Like, so I just. Rude. Pricing us out of our guy like that. It's garbage. It's, yeah. I, I'm. 
I'm pretty sure I have I have zero shares of Yasiel Puig this year, and that is super disappointing to me. And uh, I have him way up on my list. So again, I you know for like the fiftieth time t- this time today that I mentioned, I still have some key drafts left. I can yeah, I no can Puig get shares. in. I just I can get in, but uh, I'm so that disappointed. sucks, dude. Because you've been there. You you've been there. You you've been a true supporter for for years on on the Puig. Puig's our friend. And uh, maybe I'll need to, you know, carry the torch for us and make sure I, I lock in that that key Puig share. I haven't done my portfolio yet, so I don't know exactly what I have. But I, off the top, I don't know if I do. It's one. If I do, it's like it's literally just one. Are you um, okay with where he's going? I mean, yeah, I can take like he's my 17th ranked. Like I've moved him up too. Let's see where he's going on the main. He's like a top 60 pick, isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, he's yeah, the fifty-eight point three, which puts him oh. as the number eighteen outfielder, right after Tommy Pham, right in front See, of George Springer. The th- <laughs> we nailed that one. <laughs> the thing of it is, is I've usually been taking Pham. Yeah, and that's and my so, thing too. Is I just, that's the choice I've been making. So I'm, how different are they really? One's gonna They're run not. a little bit more, and one's gonna hit a, for a little bit more power, but they're both injury risks. Yeah, both head case risks. They're both on solid, but not like overwhelming teams. Now, Puig's in a much better, better park, park. Yeah, but Fam's in the American League. Yep, exactly. And so he can also get rest because he's I have four usually shares nursing. Of Tommy, or five shares of Tommy Fam and zero. Puig. And that's why you don't have Puig. There you go. That, that that seals it. That seals it. I will. I will pay the the freight. Like even though I'm mad at people for jumping up the price, but I haven't just yet, and it's because of fam. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Well, maybe you tonight. said where? Where do you pick in the main event? Have you have you done KDS yet? No, KDS is supposed to run tomorrow, I believe. Dusty said. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that is a fourth round pick right there. That's that's where you have to take him, and probably if you re- he's gone as early as the 48th pick overall. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which yeah, that's. I think that was my draft, actually. That, f- that feels like my draft. That he went 48 for Puig? Yeah. People will be wilding out here. I, again, like, I don't even hate it in terms of paying the freight. I just hate that so many people are all of a sudden in when they were crapping on him so much. Because, like, that, yeah, I mean, his context changed and it's better, but I just don't know that it's changed enough for the people that didn't like Puig to all of a sudden this be whole, like, oh, This yeah, whole narrative no, no, of, well, now he's not going to be sat by the Dodgers. Like, that's not the reason he wasn't getting, like, full-time playing time. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, he went 48th in mine. The, that was the min pick. So you are the high. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's uh, uh, to one of our listeners. Oh. So. Do you want to give the name or no? I can't remember his first name. So oh, okay. Well, just, yeah, we just won't be a, we won't be a He was a really player. nice guy. came over, uh, said he was big fans of, of ours before uh, – uh, the the draft and you know shook my hand and uh, and then took a bunch of guys that I don't like. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, he did you a favor. That's nice. He knew which ones you don't like. So uh, he, he totally. Is... I can't remember who it was, but he took he totally took someone that's like a you kind of pick. And I was like, oh, you're you're a big oh, fan of Paul. You're, you're like, like you're, more no, better. Okay, no, I, no. See, I see how this is. <laughs> he started oh. off. Uh, he started off. Let's see, Trevor Story. Uh, and then went oh he went Story Bauer in uh, one two. Ooh, that's interesting. That could really pay off nicely. And then went Hoskins Puig. 
I like that top four. That's a, that's a pretty good top four. I like that too. That's a pretty nice little quartet to oh, start that's, off. It was Albies. He took Albies uh, oh, at pick seventy three. Genius. He's so, a genius. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a Paul pick. Well done, good sir. You're gonna be, you're gonna benefit this year. Everyone everyone cooling on Albies. Well, I shouldn't say everyone because his price is still high, so it's not true to say everyone. Mm-hmm. But some folks are really cooling on Albies, and I uh, I don't agree with it. But let's uh, let's let's use a slight tangent that we had there, mentioning Tommy Pham to talk about his team. There, we made the segue work. It didn't really work. But no. Brandon Lau signed his Is it Lau or Lowe? He's Lau, okay. and it's Nathaniel Lowe. Okay. I'm never going to remember annoying. this. No, it's very annoying. I'm going to call I'm them usually, both Lowe because that seems more natural to me. I understood. Understood. I'm usually a stickler, and mm-hmm. you know, some people pronounce names. I'm like, you never heard it like that. Where the hell did you make that up? You know, usually, obviously, yes. let's be honest. But um, you know, I hear other folks. I'm like, no, come on. That's wrong. That's wrong. On this one... I'm just letting people, go. you know, I'm not going to be the police on it because it's pain in the ass. Well, but it is Brandon three of Lau. them too, right? There's... Yes, because Nate's brother Josh is also in the organization. So there's two, there's two lows, lows and a Lau. So low, Lau, low. Correct. Oh. Not annoying at all. Yeah. Real easy to figure out. Not absolutely ridiculous. Well, Lau but got paid. Lau got paid. The one that was, you know, going to be up in, uh, on the team that is closest to producing gets gets the money and uh, – this obviously really secures things now. Now you don't have to worry about any shenanigans. Rays obviously a team that would be open to some shenanigans. They have to penny pinch everywhere they can, yeah, so they I'm, pay. I'm, I'm gonna pistol whip the next person who says shenanigans. <laughs> you know, I I remember that. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that uh, that phrase so well is because it's on, it's on the in this league podcast. Oh, is it? That's a, that's a good. And they yeah. edited to say. Um, I'm gonna pistol up the next person that says in this league, and it's really funny. <laughs> but anyway, Brandon Lau secures the bag. Does he secure second base or is he a platoon guy? He's definitely front side platoon, but can he get can he get the full time? Mm, Roster Resource has him as a platoon guy. I, like, I don't know why they pay him if they're not gonna give him at least Let's to go. start a the, chance. A chance, yeah. I just don't understand why you would. Platoon the guy if you're uh, if you're gonna go and give him money, especially an organization like the Rays. So exactly, I assume they're gonna give him full reign, and Robertson's going to come off the bench. He'll bounce uh, around, yeah. yeah. You know he'll spell him every once in a while. <laughs> like you don't have to give guys like Lau uh, and G Man Joy every at bat against lefties, but they're never gonna get better if they don't get any starts. For sure. You know, like it's gonna be a self fulfilling prophecy at some point. Where you're like, well, they can't hit lefties, but we never give them at bats, and, and you know it's just a circular thing. So that being said, I it's think not that interesting of a profile. You shut your mouth. It's not. There's, I mean, there it, is more, and it's more to it, I think, uh, than what. Like, what, do, what do you think? What do you think he can do on like a high end? What What is your thinking on Brandon Wow? I Lyle think he's probably a two. You're wrong. <laughs> like he's a two forty. Hitter, oh, two, no, no, 45 no, 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 no. hitter, 15 home runs. Oh, no, no, no. no handful no, no, no. of stolen so bases. Look, oh, this is brutal. This it's is, a brutal take. It's not a so brutal, brutal take. He's not. Oh, it's so brutal. He's so not brutal. like that offense. Like, his biggest uh, piece to them is he can he can play a bunch of different spots, and he's athletic and plays pretty decent defense. From an offensive no. profile, I don't see a ton here that gets me super excited. 
the 15 homer thing is crazy. It's gonna be 20, 20 plus homers. Really? And I think I think you're off on the batting average too. 240, 240, maybe 250. Nah, he could definitely he could definitely be pushing like a 260 plus. He had 281 coming up in the minors. He takes his walks. Lau, Lau knows walk. the strike zone pretty well. He doesn't strike out a ton. He's got a strikeout. You know, he's, he's got a power type strikeout rate, a twenty six percent last year, and he did strike out a bit coming up in the minors. Let me actually get his uh, minor league rate real quick. I mean, the nice thing is twenty percent is nothing. Oh, he's free. And that, this isn't going to change that in the main event. So he put up a two eighty one, three seventy four, four sixty five in thirteen hundred minor league plate appearances. He popped twenty two homers last year and eight stolen bases in a hundred games. If you add up the forty three games from the minors as well, it's a twenty eight ten season. Now, do I think he's going to be twenty eight ten this year? No, of course not. But I really do think that you you kind of gave the negative end. If this year doesn't go that well for Brandon Lau, I think that's what you're going to get. But I think we could be chasing down like a 260-20-7 kind of season. And, and at the price, obviously you're, you're, you're gambling and hoping to get something uh, you know on the high end. But if you get the lower end, so be it. Okay. Uh, who would you rather have? Uh, Brandon Lau. Lau or... Uh, as Drupal Cabrera. Well, okay. Am I am I just reserving them? I mean, because I feel like I could. I feel like I could start as Drupal in like a corner yeah. or middle. Like he's going. He's going 180 picks higher. But I mean, we're talking about like if those, that's the kind of numbers that Cabrera would put up without the speed. So if you, if you're projecting those kind of numbers, then you should be taking him above Cabrera, right? Well, I don't have. I mean, to. you don't have to, but you would. That's the best prefer it. You would pass on him to try to take him maybe fifty picks later. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I would. Cabrera's Yo. just so steady. Like I, like I can no, pencil I, that. I, I in. dig him. Like I would take both. That's the thing. All right, DJ Lemayhew. Like, wow. Okay. Dude, I'm sorry to interrupt here. This right. basketball game is insane, and my favorite part is <laughs> Jen. Losing her shit over this because <laughs> she picked. We picked. Yeah, I'll keep it in. Like we picked the opposite teams here, and these texts I'm getting from her. I had to pull it up on the YouTube TV, and it is it is absolute peak. What, March what, what game is this? It's the New Mexico State Auburn game. First off, she texted with like six minutes left. Like, oh, I can't believe I took New Mexico. They're gonna lose. I'm like, babe, that it's college. Like the runs are crazy. They were only down like seven or eight anyway. So I was like, no, this is not over. And then I just get the flood of like one word, capital letter texts, her losing her crap. Oh, they just missed a free throw. This guy got, okay. So basically it's been back and forth, back and forth. New Mexico state three pointer to try to tie or to try to win it at the end. He gets fouled and he just missed the first one, but he made the second. So now he's trying to make another one to tie the game. And there's 1.7 seconds and she's losing her, her mind. This is amazing. It's so I'm, funny. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I can find my bracket. <laughs> I have no idea who I. Took. I took Auburn. So she and she has New Mexico State. And obviously, I'm, I'm sure I took Auburn because I didn't no, know yeah, New Mexico five. State had a. <gasps> he missed it. Oh my god! But I think it went out on Auburn. Holy crap! This game is insane, dude. <laughs> uh oh! I took New Mexico State. 
Go, Jen. Oh, you're, you're, you're with Jen right now. Okay, so he missed the third free throw to tie it, but then it was out on Auburn. So New Mexico State's going to have 1.1 second. Obviously, by the time you all listen to this, you will know. Most of you probably don't care, but this is bananas, and I'm just loving her reaction. Do we have any other finals already in any games? Or uh, Louisville, Minnesota. Who'd you take in that one? Uh, I took Minnesota. Oh, so you got the oh, dub. and LSU over Yale. Oh, I, I, t- I took LSU um, as well. I'm 2-0. I'm, I'm Look uh, at you, baby. I, I, if I want that billion dollars from, uh, uh, what's his name? I got, the CBS I got, billion? I got, yeah. I got, I got to get, oh, from Warren Buffett. Does, yeah, does he, yeah, he gives out a billion dollars if anybody ever gets a perfect bracket, which no one ever does. So it's well, like you're, the you're safest. It. Yeah. I need New Mexico State to come through, though. So. Oh, my God. This game's from bananas. Anyway, let's get back on <laughs> yeah, track. I just, as I, far as loud, I just, I, I don't, I, I disagree. I think the offensive profile isn't as uh, enticing I don't. I, I don't have any shares. I won't have. I actually, literally, that dynasty league team that I just took over for my twenty third team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm breaking it down, and I traded uh, Lau today. Oh, okay. In, okay. In a deal uh, with uh, Chris Sale, so I traded uh, Chris Sale and Lau for uh, Victor Robles and Nick Senzel. I like that. I did too. I like that. I had to think about it for a second. I like that. So I'm, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to get uh, prospects, but I'm also trying to get some guys who are kind of close to the majors, so my rebuild doesn't take forever. So exactly. Senzel Don't get and, Wander Franco and yeah, freaking like someone offered Casey me Tatis and uh, and something else, but it was just one I, I prefer Senzel and Robles to Tatis, and uh, and it just it made, it made sense for kind of what I'm trying to do, but. Uh, I, I just don't look at Lau as as that interesting of a of a prospect. So uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, so I, I don't have any I problem think, with people taking him, though. I mean, the, like I, I said, think the you hit on the right nothing. name. You hit on the right name with Azuba Cabrera, but again, we're talking 170 picks later, two, three, 220 versus will 390. Will be 170 picks now? So he's like, going to be at least 130. He's like, gonna how, how? he's gonna jump over. At least a few guys. Like I, I yeah, but like how much? He's like gone as early as three forty nine, which would put him in the Josh Harrison and Ian Kinsler area. My okay, guess I'd is take he jumps. Harrison, but I would I would take Lau over Kinsler. I, my guess is he's going to jump up into the Adam Frazier area, just outside the top three hundred. I think you're. I, I think more people are on your side with Lau. I don't think he's going to go think? that high. Okay. I think his men I think pick, money the, always the 349. Talks. And I think guys guys are going to get a jump just because they got paid. <laughs> New Mexico State lost, and she texted, I don't like this anymore because she lost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this either. I don't have a perfect bracket anymore. Yeah, you anymore. lost. No Billy. No Billy for you or, or Jen. Um, I had yeah. no investment until you brought this up on my air. So, so I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. But, uh, yeah, okay, we've covered the Lao thing. Like I said, I just see more in the profile. I don't see an insane profile. I think the name you brought up as Drupal Cabrera, he went twenty three seventy five last year with a two sixty two. Throw in seven one. to ten steals. That's 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 everything going right. That's the high end, but you're paying nothing. Okay. Also, Would you rather have Lau? Uh or another prospect that I actually took in the main event, Luis Urias. Why do we keep doing this to each other today? We're just picking these either ors with players that. Because here's the we crazy part: is they're both going at like the same spot prior to this. Uh, can I can Urias I cop was, out on this one and say 
if I need batting average, I'll go with Arias. If I need more of a power profile, I'll go with Well, and Urias is going to pick up multi-position eligibility because he's second base eligible sure. now, but he's going to play short. It gets short, which I love. The double middle is really nice. He's not going to get sat. I'm probably going to go with Urias more often than Lau in that okay. case. And I don't, I don't have a problem with people. I mean, if you want a little more pop, you go Lau. If you want more average, you go The one Urias. thing... I, I wanted the shortstop eligibility because I had I, I get that. And, and I was worried that he wasn't going to make the team. The one takeaway I want here is for you to understand his po- profile is a bit higher than that. I think you gave the low end of Lau's profile. Yeah, probably. Like that's things don't really go well. He starts now, losing playing what time would type you, of deal. What would you project him in terms of plate appearances? Because Lau. Well, do you think he gets like 600 plate appearance? I mean, he's going to bat ninth. Not quite 600. No, because he is going to be batting low. So 550? Um, like Zips looks like they've updated theirs already. So 555, 555, right? 555. 18 home yeah. runs, 7 stolen bases, 239, 316, 415. You're obviously going to take the over on the triple slash. Yeah. Uh, probably push and 18 with and the 7. Stolen. Like, 18 yeah. and 7 seems legit. Fine. Yeah, I mean that's not bad considering where he's going. I just don't know that yeah. that's. But there, with some upside, you know, sure. with upside for maybe six, seven more homers and three to five more steals, we'll see. So we've spent too much time uh, on Brandon okay. Lau. I apologize. Well, it was there, mostly on basketball. That's that's true, and that was that was on me too. Uh, let's go over, back over to Milwaukee because we talked about the positive end. Now we got to get on the negative end. There, Corey Knebel dealing with a little bit of an elbow issue, and the upshot of this has been that. There's there's chatter about Craig Kimbrell going out there. So first on the elbow issue, they're thinking that there's a little bit of a reason for concern, and he could start on the IL. He's going to take a break from throwing. Jeremy Jeffers is already nicked, and so this is two of their key guys here that are already going to go on the shelf to start the season. Please sign Craig Kimbrell. Please do it. <laughs> you got him for eight, eight bucks. bucks in towers. Milwaukee's that would be closer, huge. dude. And we know they don't really want to put Hader in a full-time closer's role. That they just don't want to use him that way. And I and they fully just show that they're that. willing to spend money by giving uh, Grandall that big one-year deal. Yep. So they could give Kimbrel a fat one give, year. Hey, here, here's two years and eighteen million dollars a year. Per yeah, two thirty-six. What do you say? And do it. That'd be that'd be something oh, else. So be amazing. Are you moving Kniebel, or are you moving Kimbrel up this weekend on this speculation? I mean, he's no, already pretty high. No, no. You, I mean, you can't move him up. Okay, but are you just taking him where he goes? Then you're more comfortable doing that because I think you got him for like eight dollars in NL only. I thought that was insane because all the rumors have been NL. Well, no. I mean, the Twins have been rumored. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess Obviously, yeah. he could go back to Boston, and, which would make and a no ton one of sense. About the Red Sox, yeah. Okay, you're right. So, you're right. I think it was a, I think it was a gamble either way. I think it was kind of, I think it was an honest 50-50 shot. It was more 50-50. So someone, right. someone asked me like if if I was in in AL tout, would I have gone uh, eight there? And I said, yeah, I think that's pretty much where I would have gone. Honestly, I went eight thinking someone else would go nine, but uh, I was happy to get him an eight. He, he in the main events so far, uh, he's at one seventeen ADP. Yeah, it's pretty high. Right behind Corey Knable. Um, so, oh yeah. So, what are you doing with with Knable? 
I mean, I'm not touching Got Enable right down, now. but are you are just passing all together? No, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, there was no guarantee he was going to get all of the saves Correct. anyways. Correct. I, like, I didn't love the price of where he was going to begin with because he was going like Sean Doolittle's area. You know, give me and the guy love, that. Yeah, yeah, give me the guy who I know, it, or or Jose Leclerc who just got paid. You know, give me the two guys I know are going to actually get all the saves over the guy that they moved in and out of the role a number of times last year. So, uh, I this is I'm completely out on Knable now. It doesn't change my ranking of Kimbrel, though. I mean, obviously, if Kimbrel signs in the next few days. You bump him up another 20, 20 30 spots mm-hmm. into like the Felipe Vasquez, Robert, Roberto Osuna area. Yeah. I mean, you can't bump him all the way back up to closer number two uh, because he's obviously going to miss some time to prepare. But uh, I, I would be, uh, I would be super stoked because I have a number of shares of Craig, uh, Craig Grimble. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, nothing yet, but with. Um, with Knievel on the shelf, Jeffers on the shelf, we could see it. We we could we could definitely see the the Kimbrel situation uh, sort itself out right away here. So um, if he like, I, I just put him on a fade list because you know there's no he's not gonna have any ramp up time. I just I don't know. I might go right against myself. No, though, yeah, that doesn't bother me for relievers. It bothers me. It doesn't for bother starters. me as much, but this is so late. Yeah, like we're so late in the um, game right now. I, I think relievers could probably get ready in a week. I just, it's true. I just don't. I just don't. For me, it's like because we're so late. He's obviously going to miss at least a week of the season. So that so I just start minusing how many potential saves I could be missing out on. Like yeah, minus two or three. Yeah, from you're your minus two or three from my projection. So you know, I I think he's actually going in a pretty decent spot considering, uh, okay, what he could provide. Uh, the court, you know, especially if we know that he's going to sign. Right now, the the only reason I've got him, I'm saying like I'm probably not moving him too far from his ADP is we don't know that he is going to sign. There there were those rumors that he could sit out the whole season and maybe he just wants to say f you to Boston, and wait until they don't get any draft pick compensation. Uh, in June, so uh, who who knows what's going? Like, I don't understand how he is not signed yet. Like it does not make it's sense. Like this insane. is not collusion. This is him just not being willing to accept what the market is giving him. Uh, at least, you know, at least in this case, in my opinion, uh, he, he should have signed. I'm sure he's gotten offers that were worth, you know, whatever it, you know he was going to make. So. Uh, yeah, he's just just signed, dude, in in the NL, so I can use you in NL tout. I think yeah. I have my other NL only too. <laughs> I think I have both my NL only. I mean, yeah, at that price, dude, I was definitely. And I remember asking you, like, yo, eight bucks, you gonna do the same thing for Kim? I mean, how many eight dollars? I mean, who, who? Jason bought Michael Fulmer for four dollars in AL tout, like. And well, he's already and lost I'm sure there for the some... year. So it's, I mean, if you lose an $8 guy, it's not the reason why you lost the league. Exactly. In an NL Especially only. because. But you, he could what... be a $24 guy. What other saves did you get? Jansen. He's and pretty Rosenthal. decent from what I've heard. Yeah. So you got, you got 
uh, uh, premium guy mm-hmm. and a share in a another bullpen where we love the guy. Well, and it's a league but he's where like hurt. three guys tend to punt saves, and so I, I can now trade the eight dollar Kimbrel to make up some offense if he if he signs. Like I can take Kimbrel and go to Lenny Use him Melnick for a couple months. Yeah, and then trade. Yeah, go to Lenny Melnick or go to Craig Mish and go. Hey, I need some offense. You need some saves. Let, let's work something out here. I, yeah, I feel that. All right. Um, we're getting news that Francisco Lindor could be ready for opening day. Now, he went 17th on average in the main events past weekend. Are you bumping him back up into the first round? I think I am. Dude, uh, I, I want I want Lindor. I, I, uh, I mean, this is – I do not want to draft at the bottom – of of the drought you know of of the round in the first but, round but if i do does a lindor harper start to you oh, sound pretty bomb God. or judge lindor oh yeah my God. i just Goldie he almost lindor. fell to me i believe in the second round and i mean obviously i was super stoked to get yeah cuz he went 19th uh Let's see who what he, what he went. The guy who got him went Bregman Lindor. Um, so from the from the twelve slot, uh, and I ended up you know getting getting Gold or sorry getting uh, Stanton uh, a number of picks later, which I was totally fine with. But I I would have popped on Lindor in the middle of the second round, no problem, especially considering that. I mean, this was the consensus number three or four pick. Uh, exactly. All draft season until that injury, and even since then, he's been going in the top twenty, uh, pretty much all draft season. So if you had your draft already and you were able to pop Lindor somewhere oh. in the mid to late second round, uh, you caught you, him in. Yeah, you are uh, you are probably pretty stoked by this news. Uh, like I said, I would probably take him in the top. 12? I'm, okay. I'm trying to think yeah. of who I wouldn't take I think that's, over him. I think that's where I'm at as well. Like, I'm really... I think him and Altuve is an interesting discussion. Let me say this about Lindor. I was never, like, out, out either. Even with even with time missed. I was like, okay, you know, I might uh, I might not get him just based on where I'm drafting and, and all that sort of stuff. But he was never somebody I was running away from with Lindor. So I'm intrigued by this now, and of course this might boost back up uh, the cost. People might be taking him in the first round regularly, but I am one of those people who is now open to doing that. And so, you know, maybe if if the beat Paul's four folks don't really want him in the second round, and he somehow makes it back to me, maybe maybe I get him tonight in the second. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. It depends on how far. It's a twelve team. How, how many of these guys can listen through an hour of a podcast? <laughs> before, exactly. More before basketball tonight. talk. Yeah. Let's do another basketball combo and put it in front of that combo. Let's really uh, bore them. What are, what are games going? Well, Florida State right now battling Vermont, four point lead in in, in yeah. seven minutes left in the Vermont, Maryland, in the second half. Bradley, so. Michigan State. So, and we just got news uh, unrelated. By the way, the other Ooh, I day got Belmont and they they jumped out to an early lead over Maryland. Hey, 11s can beat sixes. That's not a bad upset pick there. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, the other day when we were talking about Nelson Cruz, I said Ricky Henderson. <laughs> and somebody figured out why. 
he was on my brain because he was announced in MLB The Show. And he just popped into my brain. Like, I wasn't even looking at stuff about it. It's just for some reason, I'm like, Ricky Henderson, hell yeah, dude. I'm so excited. Justin's done talking. My turn to talk. Ricky Henderson. <laughs> While we were talking about Nelson Cruz. So that was hilarious. But now I'll address it because I actually saw this flash across Twitter. Uh, Torrey Hunter's going to be in the game this year, a new addition. Very excited for that. Wow, I didn't know that they added racism to the the, the game. That's that's very real life. Oh wait, no, wait, no, is, he's not a racist. He he was homophobic. Oh, Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, yeah not, not I apologize. Racist, but obviously uh, he's black, so he's unlikely to be racist. Unlikely, yeah. Anyway, moving <laughs> off of that conversation because I'm now not interested in that. Jake Lamb confirmed as a full timer, meaning he's gonna go against lefties. This we'll is see how long that about. lasts. Well, this is what we're talking about, though. These guys are going to get better against lefties if they don't get a freaking chance to hit them. And they've got and nothing to play for, so it's... they got nothing to lose with that. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you give him a shot? And let me see. Has he ever done anything against lefties, or has it always been super crummy? Let me see real quick here. I think it's been super small sample is what it's been. Well, not that I'm going to say... Like, 156 plate appearances in one season is not a huge sample, but that's playing full season against them yeah. and he went 144 269 288 and that kind of matches his career in 412 plate appearances of 162 65 292 he's really bad against lefties jake lamb is but they'll give him a little shot here and if he doesn't show some improvements and obviously you're gonna have to go off of like strikeout and walk rate if, if they're the team analyzing it they're gonna have to go off of like strikeout and walk rate see if he's having better at bats or anything like that because otherwise there's no real way you know you can't just say if he hits 400 and goes you know goes four for ten now he can hit lefties conversely if he only goes you know one for ten you can't say well he has no use here the bottom line is they probably just don't have a great option for it and maybe that's why they're why they're doing it they don't want to play like who would it be? Christian Walker? Yeah. Or you move. Um, I'm just trying to think what you would even do because Wilmer, Wilmer Flores, Flores has his own. No, he's got his full time job. Yeah, though. but then you could put you could put oh yeah, yeah. else. It's you could put Kettle Marte at second and Adam Jones in the and outfield. Adam Jones in the outfield. There you go. That's how you that's, do it. That's yeah. what I still think is going to end up happening more. So. Listen, this changes nothing for me because I was drafting Jake Lamb anyway and just hoping for him to be, you know, or just bet, betting on him being the strong side platoon. If anything, this hurts a little bit because it's going to take some of the batting average. Yeah, but not that's, enough that's to the really problem. Change. It's like I don't think this is good news. Yeah, it, it, but it's more neutral because first of all, I just don't think it's going to last that long. And secondly, those plate appearances, unless he gets another 169 like Lamb got um, a few years back, or what was it, 156, unless he gets that again. It's just not going to be that impactful. Uh-huh. So I, w- I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, he hit 249 and 248 in 16 and 17. Like, that's what you're paying for. And that was with the awful work against lefties. You're trying to get 28 Crazy and enough, 90. He actually has a 132 ISO versus lefties. Like, I would have thought it would have been worse. I mean, and a 100-point better average or uh, obp so he does take some walks but anyway mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm still just drafting him where i've been drafting jake lamb and this won't really change going the price. so cheap that it yeah i think one of the, one of the things that this is uh kind of reinforces is that he's healthy yes like they're exactly. willing to play him every day uh that's a good call so he's 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 healthy he's he's back they have confidence in him 
Uh, they're going to give him a shot to hit against lefties, even if they end up limiting him sometimes, uh, you know, giving him their his quote-unquote regularly scheduled days off when they're facing Kershaw or, or another lefty. So uh, the problem, I mean, the thing is, like, aren't there just a ton of lefties in the NL West? Like, I think at, there at are. I'm actually point, like you have to give him a shot if he's going to be, you know, one of the cornerstones of this of rebound. the lineup. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did a piece on that last year. I think I will do it again where I look at the projected rotations and see which has the most lefties, righties breakdown. And maybe you can exploit that or avoid certain guys depending on, on that breakdown. Here's one. Willie Calhoun <laughs> is going to the minors. He was beat out by Hunter Pence. This is so uh, like amazing to me. One, because I've been huge fans of both these guys. And yeah. so it's like super cool for me as you know, Giants fan and Hunter Pence fan to see his career continue at the major exactly. league level. One player. I'm and actually happy for him. But at the Willie, same time, like my guy, dude. Oh man, what that's, do you do? It's not his fault. Well, I mean, isn't it though that he doesn't? He hasn't done enough for them to say that you beat him out. It's like not, come on. It, he was. It's it's not Hunter Pence beating him out. They're just unwilling to play him defensively. And that's the problem is they don't on, have. It's still on Calhoun, though. No, it's not. I mean, like he's he he's no, he a was, bowling no. ball. He's built like a no, fire I, hydrant. He's not like he he you know he's short, stout, and can't move laterally. Like they need to move out Chew or move him out. Like give him a chance. Like I, I know, like the, we had this discussion in the Friends Fantasy Benefit staff chat, and like. And a bunch of the guys are, you know, like, well, he, it's not like he's hit for power the, over the last year. It's because he's bored as all get out and just. That's, I mean, there is that element. I agree with, like, but I have no, I have no concerns about his skills. I don't think the Rangers necessarily have concerns about his offensive skills. He just can't play defense, and that's a problem. He was beat out because whether you like it or not, the stats played a role here. I bet. And Hunter Pence popped three homers, eight of his 16 hits for extra bases with a 1098 OPS, and Calhoun put up a 557. I, I don't, I don't believe they were actually ever competing. I don't. I, I believe I, if the if the numbers are flipped, then it looks like it, it makes it look like Pence is washed and Calhoun. Well, won. obviously, but I think that's less about Calhoun, more about Pence. I think the fact that the they bottom can line is they were competing. Calhoun, they can send Calhoun down. They can't send Pence down. They, if they send Pence down, he opts out of his contract. They don't have him. They have the ability to send Calhoun down. I, I could actually see a scenario where Pence takes the send down and just goes down no, and tries to prove himself. Go sign, go sign a deal with the Giants and be like the starting left and right fielder at the same time. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact the Giants didn't give him this deal is f- fucking mind-boggling. Like... <laughs> I'm about to go play left field for the Giants this year. Yo, I'm drafting you, dude. I got I got Eno at catcher too. I just I see it's ridiculous. Like this is a guy who's beloved by the organization, beloved by the fan base. Like, how did they not figure? Like, you you give a deal to Cameron Mabin and to and to Harold Parra and I just oh my god, Jan Jervis Salarte got a deal, but. But Hunter Pence yeah, how's somehow he different than those guys, and yet, like you said, already established in the organization. Why doesn't he get that? I mean, he, you know, I mean, like don't, he's teams. not a Hall of Famer or anything, but he's a legend to Giants fans. Like he's yeah. one of those fan favorites, a guy that that we're gonna love forever. And you let him go to Texas on a minor league deal. 
No, I feel you on that. Uh, I feel I, you on that. And so, like, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't believe that Pence necessarily beat him out. I, I'm glad Pence is playing well and that he's going to have a job because there's very few guys who are more fun to watch than Hunter Pence. I'm souring a bit on Calhoun. I think I'm this is the time to buy because I think a lot of people are going to be. So well, if you're in a dynasty or keeper league, go buy Willie Calhoun right now. Dynasty, okay, sure, but I need guys that can play, man. And I'm, well, I'm obviously, little, in a redraft league, he, you're not touching. But him. he's gonna go down and do the same thing. He's gonna go down and, uh, you know, lollygag it and not care because he's salty about not being up. Maybe they again. trade him. They could use some pitching. Go trade him for a, for a, for an arm. All right. Well. This is funny, by the way. I gotta, I gotta interrupt this again. Not for basketball, for actual baseball, and for something we talked about. Um, hang on, Brandon pronounces it weirdly. I literally just got a tweet. Hey, on a recent pod, you were talking about the Lowe's in Tampa Bay, and you mentioned that they pronounced their surname differently. But I just read they're brothers. Am I missing some bit here? <laughs> Josh are brothers. Brandon pronounces it weirdly. You are Philippe, but I feel you. It is confusing. This is what we're talking about. It's mad confusing. But yes, the two guys that are closest to the majors and likely to play this year pronounce it differently. And Josh is, Josh is chilling in the cut, and he's Nate's brother. So anyway, <laughs> I just think it's funny that we got that tweet right as we're on the podcast. Uh, all right, a few more bits of news, then we'll talk about some of this Japan stuff and then get out of here. Greg, uh, Greg Bird hitting the elbow. This dude's snake bitten, man. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Uh, Wade Miley hit him. One of my one of my buddies is a diehard Bird fan. So he loves I, him. I, I uh, while I was waiting for the um, the game to start last night because I was at work and stuff, I, I turned on a Netflix documentary about flat earthers, and I, yes. and, I and I tweeted out something along the lines of. Uh, like I already know. I'm laughing because I I haven't seen the tweet, but I already kind of get the vibe of where this is going, and I'm loving it. Continue. Yeah. So I, I gotta find it because I wasn't the one who made the Greg Bird comp, but he said someone said that like uh, people who believe in Greg Bird are like the 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 flat earthers of of, ba- of baseball, um, which I thought was hilarious. What's the fantasy baseball equivalent to flat earthers? Mondesi truthers? No. Yeah. No. No, no, and yeah, someone was like Greg Bird. I was like, "You are the winner, sir." Yep. Um, yep. It's, by the way, it, it's amazing documentary. Just really, really uh, behind the curve on, on Netflix. Go, go check it out. But it was just an amazing burn because I've been uh, yelling at Greg Bird truthers for a long time. So it's tough, man. It's tough. And He's I feel still bad. living off those those. Uh, that that one postseason. Oh no, you're 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 not wrong. Man. He was actually really bad for. Like people are like, oh, he hit five home runs, but he hit like two fifteen. And uh, and and a big spring training mixed in there somewhere yes, too. That's right. It was like the following. Zipped season. up. He zipped up to freaking top one hundred pick, dude, mm-hmm. for Greg Bird. So anyway, he got hit in the elbow. Uh, X rays have been sent. I don't know if we got anything back yet. You know, he already wasn't going to win yeah, he's the not job, win but I think it. he was. I think he was going to make the roster I, because of some of their injuries. Oh really? well, yeah, yeah, probably because Aaron Hicks is hurt and. Yeah, Hicks. That's exactly who it was. Um, so he was going to well, make the roster. Why wouldn't they bring roster. up Clint Frazier? I don't know, but I just heard that, that it was angling for both Voight and Bird to make the roster, hmm, and now this puts that in doubt. Um, obviously, you're not really drafting him anywhere, but I'll use this as a as a quick aside about Luke Voight because I know we talked about him on the first. 
first base. But first off, that was a long time ago, so I don't remember. But also, you may have evolved on, on your thinking on him. Where are you on Luke Voigt? Uh, I accidentally price enforced and got him in an AL only. Oh. Uh, what would you price enforce him at? 13 bucks. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, no. That's, that's why. That's why I was willing to price enforce, but I. Yeah. I just wasn't. Uh, I was surprised to get him. I. I still think that it's a little bit of a flash in the pan, but I also think that. Uh, he's gonna get the chance, and and who knows? That, that what, sums me up perfectly. Yeah. Yep. Who knows what can happen? It's an amazing lineup that for some reason they're gonna let him hit like, you know, somewhat. Wow. They they actually projected. But before this injury, they projected Greg Bird to start because what? of the injuries. Yeah, Russell Resort had him platooning at first base and Voight uh, DHing because of the injuries. Housers. Okay, well, that's uh, interesting. But yeah, that's in doubt now. So, uh, but yeah, Voight's going to play. Like, there's. Yep. It's. I mean, it's not like Tyler uh, Wade is going to start over him. So. Uh, yeah, I I don't fully believe it either. I, I I share your your opinions like where it's a little bit of a flash in the pan, but he is going to play. You pay thirteen at L only. I don't hate that. I could see a scenario where I draft him as a corner. I'm just kind of neutral park, on him. Great, great lineup around him. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily love this skill. I I don't I don't necessarily believe what we saw last year, but I think he is probably a quad A hitter. But a quad A hitter in Yankee Stadium is something. I gave him a little bit more love than that, but like you said, in the stadium with that with that I just think lineup, he's gonna, maybe he's not a quad A hitter. Maybe maybe I just feel like he's going to be overexposed in full time plate appearances. So that's my my fear. Like he's obviously not going to hit three twenty two. It's probably like the bat probably nails it. Five hundred plate appearances, twenty home runs, two fifty seven. Yeah, that that seems nice legit. Corner. Yeah. Nice corner. Okay, uh, two small twins notes here, but curious what your thoughts are on them. One for Dynasty, one for this year, but also deeper leagues like an AL only type of deal. Fernando Romero is going to be a multi-inning reliever. He had a little flash, like right when he came up, we all freaked out. I, don't, I shouldn't say we all, just because just because I got burned. I don't. I'm not going to put that on everybody else. But don't you know, you put we're, that evil on me. I, I'm putting that evil on you, Ricky Bobby. Um, yeah, you know, I was I was like, you know, this is intriguing. There was some good swing and miss. There was some nastiness to his stuff. Could definitely see how it could go wrong. Didn't think it would go quite as wrong as it did, where um, he had a few blow-up outings. And, you know, he still ended up with a 469 ERA, which is not nice, but it's not the end of the world. But the 142 whip, too many hits, too many walks. Um, but as a multi-inning reliever, Fernando Romero, does he have any interest for you there? I think he could be really interesting. Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously he struggles with his command and he does not have a third pitch, but I mean, he has a legit fastball. Uh, we grade about at 70. I think if he had command, he'd probably, it'd probably be an 80 grade fastball. Right. Cause that's velocity mm-hmm. and movement. Yeah. It just, he just can't get it in the zone a lot of the time. So, uh, and then the slider's legit too. So, if he could find some command, I think this could be a dynamite closer at some point. So yeah, they're not talking about closer for him year. this yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. But he's twenty-four. But, he's super young. And give him, give him. Okay, if obviously it has to work out, but give him ninety innings. Mm-hmm. Like let him be a multi-inning guy because they're, they're exactly. You know, we're always it's always the same guys, the hater, the miller, but they're, they're the gold standard right now. And not saying that he gets up to their level. But, you know, they just had a guy who was awesome, Ryan Presley, who got traded to Houston. 
maybe he's their next like Ryan Presley find, but you can give him more innings because he's just Fernando Romero is just coming off of a season where he started. So he might not even also steal a couple swingman starts or opens where he throws two innings to open the game, or maybe he's the mid guy. They use an opener, but then he gets the three innings in between or something. I'm intrigued by this. It's nasty well, stuff. Especially because he should get a VLO uptick. He was already at yeah, like 96 miles. Yeah, he's already thrown 96. And now you get maybe a VLO uptick because he's he's coming out of the pen. Uh, I'm here for this. Yes, I'm here for this. I am too. I don't have an AL league though, so it is something I've where I've drafted my AL league, and I don't I don't know if he's in there, but he might be a guy I go speculate on for sure. But if he jumps up to the level that I'm talking, so if it's a peak. Uh, sort of thing, then he becomes that intriguing reliever that you use to supplement your ratios in 15-team mixers sure. and deep. So keep an eye on Fernando Romero. Interesting little note there. Um, fantasy leaguers, Alex Kirilov, fantastic prospect, brilliant hitter, being shifted over to first. So he's going to become the, the rare first-base prospect. They just, I think the, the, the way he's filled out. They have a first-base prospect. Like, they have, like, Brent, isn't Brent Rooker a first-base prospect? And um, I, yeah, but I don't know that they. This is just, you know it's an interesting. It's just an interesting move. I was kind of surprised too. Um, Rooker's still listed under outfield, but you know, with with Trevor Larnack, um, you know he's going to be out there in the outfield. They've already got obviously guys like Buxton coming up. They have some some outfield guys, but they're deciding to go ahead and try Kirilov out at first. I don't know if it has something to do with coming off a of TJ. And maybe they just want to do that, but this seems to be more of a permanent thing. Uh, the bat plays like crazy, but yeah, I wonder if real this accelerate tool. his path for Kirilov. I wonder if maybe that is the reason because they do have a full outfield, uh, and uh, they they you know could easily bring him up. Um, and and Crone could be a one year stopgap, like or I mean not even like who cares? Like they they invested nothing in Crone. Exactly, and so I'm not even so. necessarily saying this year. I think that they, I think that it is this year. I think if maybe I think maybe year? they're working on, you know, looking at him. This is a team that wants to compete right now. They they made some moves, and they've been rumored in on Keuchel. They've been rumored in on uh, Kimbrel. They you know they signed Scope. They signed Marwin Gonzalez. Uh, I think this is I think this is a team that fancies themselves a playoff contender and really a contender for that division because. The Indians have not done anything, and yeah, maybe maybe they think we can transition him over in midseason if Kron isn't doing something or if we have an injury, uh, we can slide him into first base. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I think this is a Cru- guy. Cruz is thirty nine too, right? You know we can't. I love Nelson Cruz. I'm no, I'm definitely open to buying him. He's not. He, he's, but you never know. He's gonna be fine. I have too many hey, shares. Don't. Uh, no, of, again, yeah, I, no. <laughs> sorry. I'm not I'm not saying, but listen, 39 years old, you or 38 years old, you never know. Um, but yeah, so this is this is interesting for Kirilov. Something to keep an eye. You're not drafting him anywhere in dynasty, outside of Dynasty Leagues, of course. Um, but it could be one of those summer names. Maybe he's this year's Juan Soto, where things happen, he goes off, and you don't expect it. But this is what we're talking about, about not freaking out about paths. Traditional paths do not have to be met these days. Guys come up on their on their own schedule. So, uh, yeah, that's just what we're looking at there uh, with the Kirilov news. 
Uh, let's transition, talk a little bit about the Japanese series. So as we mentioned at the out, we got two games. Uh, they counted. It was great. I stayed up for the first one. I couldn't make it last night, though. Unfortunately, I tried. I was going to, I, you know, I streamed the first, I watched the uh, watched it with my stream. I can't obviously stream the game. That would be against uh, MLB terms of service. But have the game on. We're chatting. I have the box score usually on screen with, with me and the little camera in the corner. And I was going to do it again last night. I should have taken a nap before, though. The, <laughs> my, my mistake was was trying to go from trivia, jump on stream, and go all the way. No way. I crashed at three. So watch it this morning. Uh, definitely got to see everything that I needed to see to talk about today's game. But let's talk about some takeaways because there are some. And they are going to affect drafts whether they should or not. Tim Beckham in the probably. first. Tim Beckham. What a god. What a god. But He's finally living up to that Hunter. draft status. <laughs> I want to start with Hunter Strickland because – He's I'm on my super main event pissed team. off about this. Yeah, and that's awesome for you. But I haven't drafted yet. And, I, and I'm and i not just saying this because he has two saves. But I was legit looking at him as a late, actual mm-hmm. locked-in closer. I didn't understand why he was going so Not going to be anymore. He was going at pick 251 Ooh. around guys like uh, Michael Givens. Let me see what other relievers. Sir Anthony Dominguez. Like, Givens is the closer on the worst team in the league. Sir Anthony is, like, going to get a, is in a timeshare. And Strickland is the unencumbered closer on a solid team. Like, they're not great, but if they're like a 75-win team, I'll take the unencumbered closer on a 75-win team. That's going up, isn't it, after two clean oh, saves for sure. uh, in yeah, this he, series? He's going to be – because you automatically get those <laughs> saves yeah, on you your get, team. Exactly. I mean, obvi- un- unless you play, obviously, in a league that is saying, you know, we're not counting the, the, uh, the Japan series – uh, <laughs> most leagues are counting it. Yes, most leagues are. Uh, Just going behind Matt Matt Barnes and Trevor May, and I love Trevor May. But he's not locked in as the guy. Yeah, I, I know I've got him in the main event. Um, I'm super stoked about that. I don't know where my other share is. I I have two shares uh, this year, so um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I'm just kind of pulling up. Where where did you say his ADP was? 250 uh, in the past week's main events for <laughs> yeah. Hunter Strickland. He's going to go way higher than that. Uh, for sure. Like, at see. least 50 picks up, right? Oh, at least. I mean, 50 picks up, put him at 200. The closest reliever is Will Smith at 182. Like, I, my guess is he's going to go higher than that. He's yeah. higher than Archie Bradley. God, that sucks. Because yeah, Tori Lavolo did say not naming uh, higher a than right Jordan now. Hicks. Oh my goodness, he's gonna go well, like one fifty something. That's so stupid. I'm so mad. Well, we'll see where he goes tonight in my in my B Paul Sport too. That'll yeah. be a decent little gauge to at least see. It's interesting because the, uh, hype... the next guy I already got a number that I heard in an OC. Um, All right, here we go. And I, I <laughs> we're watching the game, the first game. And like I said, I'm talking on stream, and I'll say, guys, if Domingo Santana does something here, the hype is going to be off the charts. Mm-hmm. Literally, as I say, charts, Grand Slam. And you just already know, like, because it it's already been – he's been one of the biggest risers all spring. And, yeah, and so, one of those guys where everybody's like, my favorite sleeper is Domingo Santana. If you and call I've him, been, a, I'm going to wring your neck. Well, he was before this. Well, he was before – March, I would say. Yeah, I mean, when, I, when March, I got him really in the online that. championship and other places, 
and I was getting him at like 250 something. Yes, but now he's firmly inside the top 200. For sure. He went 185 in the main events for Domingo Santana. What's he go this weekend? And give us the OC number that you already have. So Greg Blankenship, who plays in, or one of my writers over Friends of Fantasy Benefits, plays in a. He's got like something like 50. Uh, draft and holds and, and OCs. Oh and, I mean, just ridiculous. Um, he's, he, he went 133 in his online championship last night. Oh my God. So, like, it, like, he's gone from being a steal to being completely overpriced. You get uh, to pay. Yeah, you're, you're, you're now paying full price. And No, that's like, not full price. That's, that's ridiculous. I, I love Domingo Santana. Um, but now we're talking about him going in the same spot as like Andrew McCutcheon. I can't do that. McCut- McCutcheon, I lo- McCutcheon, one twenty nine. By the way, so uh, same you know same spot is where Eloy was going. Eloy is now going to go up. You know, would you rather have Domingo Santana or Ender Inciarte? I mean, that's going to be a little bit based, but I think I think Enciarte is going to have that speed on lock. Your boy, Aaron, what about your boy Aaron Hicks? I'm still taking Hicks. Yeah. Uh, Ian Desmond. I'm such a fucking sucker. I'll probably take Ian Desmond. Uh, I'm such a loser. Omar Mazzara. That I'll take Santana because I think they could match homers and Mazzara doesn't run. Yeah, but Mazzara's going to hit for a higher average. That's true. But I'd rather the speed than the average, I think. But he's going to go ahead of guys like Meadows and... Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be off the charts now, and of course you locked in your shares. Yeah, no, I mean this is the downside of drafting late. By the way, mm-hmm. is stuff like this. This happens, Obviously, and it's and this is we don't why always have things like this. We, it's yeah. not always like a uh, an early series, but like yeah, late this is why an early news, series is awful. It, I mean, it can really change things like this, and you know. Strickland's going to go way up. Santana's going to go up. This next guy who you evoked right away is probably going to get drafted a bit more. Now, it's not going to up to like some unaffordable price, but maybe if you were trying to sneak Tim back by, you might not be able to do that now. No way. Because yeah, he, went, <laughs> he went and copped five hits. Because someone's going to want him on. Like someone's, yeah, someone's going to want him just for his stats, and then they can just drop him. The hype is honestly like the hype of the bat flip. Is going to Dude, the bat flip I, off I, the I single? I swear that's going to add like twenty picks. His triple slash is 1,500. He'll probably keep that up all year. <laughs> he's got a he's got a three eighty one WRC plus. That's good from what I've heard. Yeah, it's not bad. So you know we weren't really talking about him before the season started as like you know somebody to go out and get. He went he's already five been caught for stealing twice. He has. Yeah, he got caught stealing once in each game. <laughs> At least he's out there trying. <laughs> A for effort. Um, George Springer-like accuracy. But where, you know, where are where would you I'm not drafting to? him at all. This is great. You know what? You know what they should do? They should trade him to, like, uh, like the Nippon Tigers or wherever they are because he's obviously fantastic in Japan and that's where he should stay. Well, and he would fit too with the you know with the yeah. bat flips and everything. They're they're very pro bat flip. There. Yeah, I'll take those bat flips all day long. Like oh, yeah, I don't want too. those bat flips on my fantasy team. I do not want Tim Beckham on my fantasy team. Does have dual eligibility. He's a reserve pick in main event. I don't think this is going to change it that much though. Four forty two. You take him as like your last pick, and then yeah. you drop him. As soon as Fab opens up on Saturday, and you get, but you get the numbers. Yeah, you get the numbers from the weekend, 
and then you drop him. That might actually be the that's 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 the move. The move. Yeah, might be the move there with Tim Beckham. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, like, I don't know, like, yeah. He's whatever. I, I've been a sucker for Tim Beckham in the past too. I don't. Nothing changes based on these two games. Um, he's going to play, and he's a reserve pick. And if he doesn't remain a reserve pick in in main event, then I don't want him. Because I think he was a thirtieth round pick in y'all's main. You know, your weekend of main events. Yeah. And if he moves up to like a twenty eighth round pick or something, okay. He, had only, he only anyone, got drafted in three of the eight main events. Yeah. And he, if, if there's eight this weekend, I, I think there's actually like a lot more. If he goes, you know, more of a hundred percent, or if he's drafted in eighty percent of them, I'll I understand bet that. He's drafted in everyone. He, he will be because of the stats. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah but, so, and that's someone fine. will do what someone will draft him, and then drop him and pick up Brandon Crawford or pick but up if you, Orlando Arcia or Dansby Swanson. You know, if you draft him Beckham, and this is this is as a pro Tim Beckham person. You draft him over pick, say three fifty. You done messed up, AA Ron. Oh, for sure. I mean, his high pick was four eighteen. It shouldn't increase from there. It will, but it, it should. It will. Uh, the highest it should increase is to get him around Chad Pinder, who was at three seventy seven, yeah. and his is actually probably going to go up. The too. move is to roster Tim Beckham. He's already got roster. You roster Tim Beckham as your starting shortstop, then pick up or then grab Luis Urias. And when Urias gets shortstop eligibility, you drop Beckham. There you go. So maybe you there play you him for a week. Um, all right, let's a little bit of negative news. Matt Olson. Very uh, negative for you. Yes, it's very negative for me because I love Matt Olson. I did, I did sway you on him. Mm-hmm. Now we're dealing with some hand pain situation here. Uh, he did leave the game. He and couldn't grasp, uh, grasp yeah, the bat. Followed off pitch, then had trouble grasping the bat. Which sure sounds a lot like uh, this is according to Rotor. Which sure sounds a lot like a hamate bone injury. Ooh. That would freaking suck. My because that shares. would probably be the hamate surgery, which is I think a six to eight week deal. And as the usually it saps power for a while. It's not just like it takes a while to come back. I'm trying to remember who it was. Yep. Uh, that lots really, of guys have had it. Yeah. Uh, this is. I think Pablo broke both. Yeah, this this is one of those. You don't draft him this weekend. You completely take him off your board. Because you just don't know what you're going to get, and the price I isn't going to drop enough. The price isn't of... going to drop at all. Not off of this news. So it's it's at least not going to drop nearly enough. I mean, no, it'll drop like maybe a round or so off of worry about yeah. Matt Olson left the game, but. If it's a handmade surgery, it needs to drop like fifteen rounds. That doesn't even that even doesn't even drop him below Jerickson Profar, who's the number eleventh first baseman. God, so yeah, this is. I mean, maybe take the chance that it's nothing, but that's even if he drops to what like one ten. You were talking about that's a really high pick. That's yeah. And you mentioned that, you know, because if it is a ham eight and it does continue to impact Matt Olson's power, he is that's nothing what you're drafting else. him for. Yeah, he's that's nothing 100% else. That's 100% what you're drafting him for because I feel like he, a healthy Matt Olson can pop 35-plus homers, not without a freaking ham eight. Yeah, bone. you've got so to this, drop him by in Profar, Desmond, E5, Miggy. God, I'm so pissed. He drops into the Max Muncy, Eric Osmer area. The only way I can put a little copper lining on this not even silver a little bit of copper a little aluminum lining 
is that my boy Chad Pinder would probably get some of that first base reps. Yeah, a lot of them. He did, he did play some of the first base um, in yesterday's game because it went extra – or this morning's game because it went extra innings. So that's that's about it. That, but this could be bad. Obviously, we'll wait news. Hopefully, I'm overreacting. But right now, it's not great. It'll be interesting, yeah, to see if it is an actual serious injury. I mean, hopefully, it's just like a stinger and nothing. Yes. And then we'll know hopefully in the next couple days. So, you know, you can't draft him in your in your OC tonight. No chance. But no chance. you know, this could open up room for Canha. It could open up room for Pinder. It could open up room for Barreto. I was just about to say, my you, boy Barreto. You're waiting. Who I've got waiting. like five shares of. You're um, waiting to say your boy's name. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, this could this could open up a lot of different guys' roles. You know, it, it's it sucks because I did just buy in on Olsen. I think we took him in our uh, in our uh, our best ball league, so that that would hurt. Um, but yeah, if it's a handmade issue, uh, he's completely off my draft board, and I, I just said I'm dropping him probably down into the Max Muncy area, which was like 150. I would just take Muncy, who I, yeah, I also want. 160, love. so behind Muncy. So in between Muncy and Hosmer, Muncy's going off the board right at like right before 160. Hosmer's going off the board 176. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just – but there's no way he drops that far, I don't think. No, because you're right. So. It's, it's going to drop Matt Olsen a little bit, but it's not going to fully drop him because it's still just we don't know yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just and think so, you're kind of out on him. Then it's that's the unfortunate part. So uh, let's just hope it it turns out to be nothing. It's a stinger. It's a whatever. It, I didn't see anything happen that makes no. me. It was just like he fouled off a pitch and it felt weird after or something. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I mean there was no trauma to it, so it's not like the oh Marcus Simeon was the guy I was thinking of who like you know got hit and broke his handmate bone and oh. uh, and then his power was sapped the rest of that year uh, when he came back, even after the surgery. So uh, like, there was no trauma to it, so it would be really weird to think that he broke it. Maybe he just pulled a, a weird muscle or something, and or maybe he just didn't want to play in Japan. Maybe he had some bad sushi. I don't know. Like let, let's, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. I am... I'm a sad boy. Sad boy right now. Uh, all right. The starting pitchers. Mike Fires, get out of here. That was easy. He's going to have good games every once in a while because when his fastball is being deceptive. He was my captain in DK's uh, showdown. He was mine too. Didn't quite fully understand <laughs> what I was doing there with the showdown. But uh, I just figured, you know, pitchers going to score more. But, I mean, yeah, it, it I, was fun though. I actually like that showdown mode. We're going to be doing that more on my Twitch stream because like, that, was, that was cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm not really so interested in him. Marco Gonzalez that first night though, pitched well. He started I, I off liked, very rough, but yeah, uh, definitely came I, back and. I liked the rebound. I was impressed by that. Got his uh, got his QS. So if that's something that your league counts, you got your quality start out of uh, out of Marco Gonzalez. He ended up getting through the six. Did scatter seven hits. Uh, only four strikeouts, a walk, four runs, but only three were earned. Did give up the two yaks, but pitched well, uh, well enough. You know, it, well, again, wasn't uh, some amazing outing, but it certainly wasn't 
bad either. Let me see. He also had 10% swinging strike rate too, which I like to see. Mm-hmm. You know, because no, he's not looked, a huge strikeout decent. guy. Uh, the, um, I mean, there's just one main problem with Marco Gonzalez and the same – well, uh, there's I think there's two problems with Kikuchi. Uh, that defense is awful. Oh, my God. That defense is so bad. Oh, my God. Jay Bruce is an atrocious first baseman. Oh, my God. It's really, really bad, and it's going to hurt those Seattle pitchers. Now, you know, sure, it'll be some unearned runs, so it might not hurt the ERA, but where it can hurt is whip. Yeah. Pile up, and you have to stay out and there. And losses. And, and exactly, and losses, and it could it could rob their pitch count, then take some away from QS. There's a cascading effect. It's not just, oh, well, it's going to be some extra unearned runs, no worries. It, there is a cascade effect that can make it problematic, and it's not a good defense. So that it, is it's a bigger so. issue, like I said, for Kikuchi. Yeah. So what did you think of Kikuchi? Four uh, and two thirds, four hits, three strikeouts, uh, two wa- two runs, one of them earned, and one walk. When he has the feel of his pitches, he is going to be unhittable. It's nasty, like, right? It's, and ten percent swinging strike for him as well. Oh man! Early on in that game, he was. I don't know how you hit that. I mean, the, his deception is so like he, the way he hides the ball. Yeah, excuse me, the way he hides the ball behind his leg like that, you have no idea, dude. It it. I mean, he's absolutely filthy. Now, I mean, he struggled in some of the middle innings with, uh, with, with his control and his command. Uh, I think that's going to be a reoccurring thing as he gets used to, uh, maybe pitching longer in games and the sure. ball differences. Uh, but I think that he will overcome it. This is not a year I don't I want any shares of Kikuchi because now you're gonna compound the bad defense with the fact that Kikuchi will sometimes not go very late into games and they're gonna really limit his innings. Uh, that's gonna be a problem I think for him. Oh yeah, I think some. You know where I want him? Either... Best ball. Like I should have gotten him yeah. a best ball share because I think that's like the perfect place to think, get uh... a Kikuchi. Someone, I think, I think, I don't think we said this, but if we did, we misspoke. But otherwise, we were misunderstood about the um, the starting thing, where every fifth or sixth start, he's going to be the opener. And somebody thought we said that he's going to be the opener like permanently. No, 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 no it's, not. It's going to happen like every four to six starts. But yeah. the problem is, you're not always, you're not going to know when it's happening. And so, especially like in a head-to-head format, you may think you're getting a start from him, and then you get two or three innings. Exactly. And that could crush you, and it's going to be frustrating at times when you sit someone else for him. Uh, you know, in a weekly, in a, in a daily league, whatever, you're going to be cycling guys in and out. Like very rarely are you sitting a guy who's having a start because of another guy in in a, in a daily league. But it's your weekly leagues. NFBC leagues, things like that, where he's going to be very frustrating to own, and now you add in this poor defense that could make it harder for him to go deeper into games uh, mm-hmm. as errors pile up. I mean, Jay Bruce had one of the most atrocious errors at first base <laughs> I've seen in a long time, uh, and that wasn't the only one of the game. And uh, <laughs> like, they don't have any other options. Like Dan Vogelbach, Jay Bruce. Dan Vogelbach, he was my captain today. <laughs> Dan Vogelbach is worse defensively, uh, and he's hurt now because he got hit in the elbow. Uh, and obviously Ryan Healy has to play third because Seager is out. Like they don't, they they have to play Jay Bruce there, and it's going to be gross. It's not, um, it's not good. So I, I feel bad because. 
Uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's gonna cost him some stuff. That being said, the skills are amazing. Uh, and like I I wish I'd gotten a dynasty share because I think next year when Could some be. of those limitations come off. Uh, J.P. Crawford is playing full-time at short. They've got mm-hmm. a different first baseman because they've traded uh, Jay Bruce away. Uh, he could be a very, very interesting guy. Uh, in, For Kikuchi. Yeah, yeah. Kikuchi. Yeah, like, I think he's going to uh, be really fun to own next year. I just don't want any redraft shares this year. Okay. No, I, I understand that. I'll probably still try to get a redraft share, too. I, I, like I said, I do like what he can be, but I, I understand um, I understand your reservations there, particularly if you can't curate uh, your lineup as, as well as, as you know the way major league teams are and, and maximize what you're getting out of Kikuchi. Uh, and then finally, we're going to end with um, Ichiro retiring. Obviously, it's not fantasy relevant, but you know, just want to see if you had any any thoughts on Ichiro's career. He's an absolute Hall of Famer, total stud. Loved him from day one, man. I just enjoyed watching him play baseball so much. Total legend, and it was cool to see him get to go out uh, in Japan. So, what would you think of uh, Ichiro as on his career and, and reflecting on his uh, retirement? I mean, like I said, easy first ballot Hall of Famer. Be cool to see him become the second person to get a hundred percent if no one else gets it between now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think he is. Uh, uh, well deserving of that. I mean, people forget that he played what? How many years of professional baseball in Japan before coming over? And so like nine if, or ten, I think. Yeah, if you add his or seven. Yeah, he. If you add his years in Japan with his years in Major League Baseball, he has more hits than Pete Rose. Yeah. So he's the all time nuts. He dude. is the all time hit king, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I know that that that'll anger some people, uh, but whatever. Uh, you know, today was really cool seeing how they honored him and, and pulling him out of the game and seeing all the players that cried uh, and really were touched by it. It's awesome for Kikuchi, who yes. you know, grew up with each with Ichiro's idol, and so his first start how and first major is that, league dude? game is the last one that Ichiro will ever play. Um, and it inspired some amazing tweets by me. Which I by will, me. By, which I will forever <laughs> be grateful for. Did you do you see the one where I uh JJ Cooper said that no sport does a better job honoring its greats at the end of the game? Yes. The Viking Oh my yes. god. That's, that's so, so Yeah, yeah. No, I, I said that you that he had never seen a Viking funeral for for Norwegian cross country skiers when they retire. So I, I just thought and, and then I was like, he could have gotten more at bats and <laughs> the kid who replaced him was making his major league debut. And, like, how do you go from, like, crazy? Y- your major league debut is you walking on the field and replacing one of the greatest players of all time. So. Of all time. Yeah, who's hanging him up. In so. his own country. It's, like, in Japan. So cool. Like, you're replacing Ichiro in Japan. Like, how so, unfair to that kid is, is life, but... Uh, on the stream, I, I was rocking the Chad Pinder jersey, but then we had the Ichiro jersey displayed in the background to give... Very nice. ...to give pay homage... Uh, one little bit of news here that I'm seeing. Again, the big extensions aren't super fantasy relevant for the superstars, um, but it looks like Paul Goldschmidt is close to an extension with St. Louis. The least surprising thing I've ever heard, by the way. He just he's he's such a St. Louis guy. Like they do this, man. They get the guys uh, already established superstars and yeah, then lock well, them again, in. For and that. these guys don't want to test the market. Like it's yep. 
Like uh, five what? years, one ten is what it's looking to be at least about that. That's Rosenthal's report right now, and uh, the Welsh is off the rails. He is oh, I b- just lit- losing it. Lit- it. I, I'm sure Matt Thompson is locked in a bathroom somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, I mean, good for them. You know, I, I think it's funny that they've said like all off season they can't afford anything. Yeah, and then they do this. <laughs> they do this. Like their their bullpen Maybe this could is use why Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they could use a Craig Krimbrell or you know a, a Bryce Harper. Um, well, their bullpen's pretty good though. It is, but I mean, think how much better it would be with Kimbrell at that back end. Well, of it. yes, you are not wrong <laughs> that adding Craig Kimbrell to the uh, bullpen would be better. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, I, I wouldn't say that they need him. I think they've had a pretty well, good. Well, off- you got Wainwright starting every fifth day. You might. Oh my god! You're gonna need to do a bullpen game every nah, fifth Al- day. So. Alex Reyes is gonna be his tandem starter. That's what we're gonna get. But uh, <laughs> anyway, a little bit of a uh, news uh, tidbit episode here. We kind of meandered along with some basketball chatter, but uh, I got going. I gotta study up for this beat Paul Sports tonight because I'm hoping that nobody actually does beat Paul Sports. Uh, the, it it's weirdly unlikely. named. I don't want anybody to do that, and yet they're all going to be trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Well, Justin, it's great talking with you. We will talk next week when uh, I will have the B Paul Spore done. I'll have an NL auction done, and I think the next time we talk, which will be Monday, MLB the show will be coming out later that night. So you're going to get a very excited Paul Spore on, uh, on on that episode. Do they have it for PlayStation Two yet? Not yet. I. I wouldn't hold my breath on that one because I don't okay. want you to die. All right. All right. Good to know. But but maybe. Maybe. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Have a great weekend, and uh, congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you. Take it easy.